welcome back. It's time for Customers Who Click. Another great episode about a topic that I've been exploring a lot with my clients recently, and that topic is video content. Specifically, video content for use on your website and how it can drive engagement with your site and, crucially, conversion rates. Today's guest is Max Drutt, founder and CEO of Livecom, and Max is going to talk to us about the different ways you can use video to better engage your customers. Let's get him on now. Hi, Max. Thanks for joining me today. Would you mind just giving us a bit of an introduction to yourself, a bit of your background and how you've got to where you are today? Thanks for having me, Will. Super excited. Max, founder and CEO of Livecom. I've been in the e-com space for a little bit over 10 years now. Started my foray with dropshipping, I guess, back in like 2012 when dropshipping wasn't really a word. But that was sort of my first introduction with Shopify. And then from there, I've always been obsessed with the e-com game and the entire Shopify ecosystem, etc. Started my first company back in 2017, which was a micro-fulfillment and delivery company for e-com brands. So we essentially enabled an Amazon-like infrastructure for DDCs where you can enable same-day and on-demand at a very low cost, almost subsidize and offer like for free for customers. And ended up getting acquired with that company and then went over brand side, worked at a DDC brand called Orate New York, which is a jewelry DDC company out in New York City. So I was PMing there for a bit and pandemic hit, you know, and obviously the world turned upside down. And I was always sort of like obsessing on why in-store conversions are so much higher than they are online, right? Like in-store we're converting at like 40, 50% rate online. If you're doing, you know, two and a half, like 3%, that's, that's great. And I was sort of trying to like figure out why that's the case. And the solution became video. So now we're running Lofcom, which is a plug and play video stack for your e-com store. Awesome. Sounds great. So how do you get customers clicking? How do you get customers clicking? The main thing is obviously showing the right content at the right time to the right user. I know that's like the billion dollar sort of question, right? But on site, I think it's, it's very important to be leveraging video nowadays. You know, if you just think about the consumer experience everywhere else on the internet, right? Like Instagram, TikTok, you really, you name it. It's all video based, right? But if you think about the e-com experience for the past like 10 or 15 years, it's been relatively unchanged with, you know, product descriptions and product images. That's, that's really it. So I think trying to mimic and recreate the sort of like social like experience on site is going to be key moving forward and really being able to like differentiate yourself from the sea of noise that we have out there. Yeah, I think obviously developments technology have helped. Like, you know, mm-hmm. phones, uh, I mean, smartphones have been pretty decent for a little while now, but things like like 4G and 5G have definitely enabled the use of video a bit more you get a lot more Wi-Fi pretty much everywhere now. Oh, yeah. You know, apart from walking from my house to the high street, if I walk down the high street, I can connect to like a free Wi-Fi every second shot, probably. Where's um, Starlink when you need it, right? That's going to be yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so it's interesting that I, I guess now with the, the, the bandwidth is available for brands to put that video in front of people. Whereas if, if you'd done video like 10 years ago, you'd have to be sitting there with a wired connection probably in order to actually be able to view that video properly. So I think that's how it helped. But it's it's good that um, we're kind of, well, some brands are going back to the, the kind of QVC style like that. The inf- Is it an infomercial? Is that what you would call it? 
I'd kind call of it shop, shoptainment. I'd call it shoptainment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, this kind of longer form selling experiences, which, I mean, you don't even get that in store, really, do you? Yeah, not... I mean, you, you kind of do in a sense, right? Where like, you know, if you come in to a shop, like somebody will greet you, right? Somebody will answer your questions, et cetera. And I think, especially like around the live streaming piece, you know, you get the community feel. And again, you, you do have a product expert there that's answering your questions through chat that you can engage with, right? So yeah. it's, it's as if you're window shopping, but you're just sitting on your couch, you know, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, so what, what makes a good online experience then? I think, again, I think like personalization is key and, and really offering value to the customer through different sort of stages of the customer journey, right? So not everyone's like always ready to buy, right? They, they could comment through Instagram, right? They hop into your site. They're still trying to make the decision. And I think, again, I'm not trying to like push video and live comm too hard, but just from like the metrics that we've seen in terms of like engagement, click-through rates, right? You being able to sort of like see the product and really visualize or see someone wearing it, for example, right? You know, people say a picture speaks a thousand words, let alone a video, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so I think really having a, a concise sort of experience coming from social to your site is, is definitely key. And I think personalization is going to be huge in the coming years, right? Because like, like my Instagram feed is totally different from yours, right? My shopping journey and my shopping experience should also be different from yours because we like different things, right? So I think personalization is going to be huge, huge, huge. And really being able to, again, provide the right content at the right time and not have the user sitting and questioning things because they'll find that answer somewhere else, right? They'll go to YouTube, they'll go to Instagram, they'll start looking at reviews. And the next thing you know, they see a picture of a dog and they're gone. Right. You spent all that money driving that expensive traffic to your site just for them to go back to Instagram to go find some UGC reviews or like YouTube reviews or something like that. You know, just from like studies we've even done, 92% of people say that video plays like a crucial role in their purchasing decision. And and that totally makes sense. Right. So I think video is gonna be huge, definitely. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I've with with businesses that I work with with my clients. I've found that interaction with video has a a pretty significant impact on conversion. And that can be both positive and negative. Obviously, if the video is rubbish, yeah. it's going to have a, <laughs> a, a negative impact, right? Yeah. What, you, what you don't want that video to do is start raising questions that then don't get answered. But yeah, with the, the brands that have been doing it well, it, you know, it, it has a fantastic uplift on conversion. Then... The, the problem becomes, well, how do you get people to view the video? Like how, you know, how, how do you get people to view it without like ramming down their throats and saying, here's a video, we, we want you to watch this video? Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. And nobody likes pop-ups for sure. And you know, there's, there's different ways of embedding it throughout your site journey. You can make it feel really native. Like for example, good position will be right above text reviews, right? People are somewhat skeptical of text reviews, right? As a, as a consumer, I mean, you know, you can totally think like, oh, like the brand just uploaded a bunch of text reviews on there. You know, they can easily be fake. But I think with video comes off a lot more authentic than a text review would, right? So that's that's one placement, for example, right? It's like right above your text reviews, you have a video carousel, basically. And think of it as like 
you know, we, we have this product that's shoppable video and it's essentially like a, an endless TikTok scroll almost, right? So it's like a carousel, like at the bottom of the page. And once you click into it, it's like an endless sort of scroll and you can have, you know, a bunch of like UGC reviews, for example. So, you know, if a customer wants to click it, they'll click it. If not, you know, they can just continue on with their purchase. So there's, there's definitely ways to do it natively, right? Where it's not intrusive and it's not like a pop-up or something because, you know, everybody hates pop-ups. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting. You mentioned reviews and, and kind of credibility. Yeah. I've, I hear that a lot now when I do customer interviews, people saying that you know, they're skeptical about the reviews that you read on a brand's website because they expect that the brand kind of cherry picks, right? They're, exactly. they're not displaying the negative reviews. So actually, as long as you've got some not so bad, uh, not so bad, bad reviews, it's it's worth putting them on the page. But there was a brand that I worked with, la- no, not last year, year before. They they did a video review kind of section on the website, and when I took mm-hmm. a look at it, I said to them, "This just doesn't. This there's no way people are going to believe these are your customers." It was they. To me, I mean, I, I just immediately said, these are influencers, aren't they? And I got, mm-hmm. the, I got the response, yes. Because you, you could tell, right, they were they were way too energetic. They were way too comfortable in front of the camera. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, you know, you've got to get it right. Yeah, it's and a fine you- balance, for sure, for sure. But again, with like UGC creators being on the rise, right, there are definitely ways and there's people that really nail it down nowadays of making it like an authentic review, right? Because like UGC is everywhere, right? That's, that's been like the hot button topic last year. And I think there's a lot more to come there. So there are those creators that actually know what they're doing, where it doesn't come off as like you're selling something, but it's more of like an authentic review or something. So part of a brand strategy definitely needs to be like finding those creators that actually fit your niche, you know, selling the product and actually trying to get authentic reviews. But otherwise, you know, customer reviews are, there's nothing better than an authentic customer review, uh, which you can always place, right? Whenever you get tagged, you know, somebody buys something, they tag you on Instagram because, you know, consumer, I think consumers nowadays really like identify with the brands that they purchase with. It almost becomes like a part of their identity, right? So, creating that post on TikTok or IG, it's more of like, you know, a cloud sort of thing. It's like, oh, great. Like they use X product, you know, they're, you know, health conscious or, or whatever. And being able to grab those and repost on say, I think that's, that's very valuable. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're right about people wanting to be like, kind of like the brands that they buy from. They want to be not necessarily engaged with them. Cause I, I don't, right. I, I very rarely interact with a brand that I like on social media because I just I don't use social media that much. Um, mm-hmm. but I will talk about brands that I like. Um, yeah, and likewise, there, there are going to be people who are the opposite. Well, not probably Gen Z. The opposite. Gen- you're you're probably not a Gen Z, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah. It's it's so rare that I would like so rare that I would do a post about something that I've I've liked. Mm-hmm. far more likely it's going to be but like personally i mean as well far more likely i'm gonna mention it to friends and that might be kind of out the blue just me saying oh i, I bought this thing it's awesome business is actually a little bit difficult it's very different business i will if I, if I find a tool or something that really really helps the mm-hmm. business i will happily talk about that and do a post about it 
but it's just like, I guess like some weird mentality shift. Like I'm kind of happy promoting stuff as the business or even as me professionally, but yeah, personally, I just don't, don't do it. <laughs> I, I personally do, but that's, that's big. You know, again, consumer habits are different, you know, it depends on sort of what you like and what you don't like. But whenever I do get a cool product from a cool brand, I'd always tag them. I'd always tag them. Like at a story at least. You know, I, I don't go like crazy with like UGC. <laughs> yeah. Like do like a full-on review, but I, I'll, I'll totally give them a shout out. You know, I always like support businesses and, and things like that. And again, like going back to what I said previously, like I do feel like the certain things that I purchase are part of my identity, like for sure, you know? So, and it, I think that's kind of more evident with with like Gen Z and like the younger gen. I'm seeing it like, you know, my little sister, she's like 16 and she posts basically everything she buys. <laughs> everything she buys goes goes on Instagram, goes on TikTok. So I think it's just really like spotting trends and 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 really figuring out because you know, Gen Z is gonna be the the consumer soon that has all the spending power. So I do think with, you know, TikTok and that event, like social media, our consumer habits are sort of changing towards that direction. Yeah. Yeah. So what's like, have you got some numbers you can share at all? Like with, I I guess the different types of video content, uh, the different, you know, you mentioned personalization. So whether it's through different channels or, or just the, the type of traffic that's coming through, what, what is the impact you're seeing that video is having on the on-site experience? Yeah, so we're average. In terms of engagement, we're seeing extremely high engagement with, with this style of video. And again, you always got to be, it's it's mobile first, right? So think of it as like layering TikTok or IG reels on top of your site, right? So in terms of like click-through rates, whenever we have, let's say like a little floating widget on the bottom left corner, sometimes we're seeing like 40, 50% engagement with it, right? So 40, 50% of traffic will actually end up clicking the floating widget, right? Uh, actually, was like, sorry, what is it? Just like a th- thing that is almost like, like, like a live on, chat widget sort of thing. It's the live chat widget, but it's a video widget instead. So yeah. it'll be like, let's say you have, you know, chat on the right side of your screen. On the left side, you'll have like a little bubble, right? And it's a video that's like a, a three, four second preview. And if you actually click into the experience, we'll go into full screen, right? You can tag products on that you can check out directly from the video, right? Or okay. go to like a specific different page or whatever it might be, right? So we're seeing sometimes, you know, again, 40, 50% engagement with the video bubbles in terms of like click through rates within the video, right? So whatever the CTA is. So let's say you have a highlighted product on there or you want to take the user to like a different page. Let's say it's like a collections page. You know, we average like 12 to 15% click through rates, right? We've seen brands even, let's say you're running a video ad on Instagram, right? And you would swipe up into a shoppable video landing page, right? So that experience will already be in full screen. We're seeing 20, 30% click-through rates with that style of experience. In terms of like session times, you're looking at like 4x session time if somebody actually clicks into a reel, right? So we have like a Reels product, as I mentioned earlier. And yeah, people, I mean, people are mindlessly sometimes just scrolling through these because it's almost like an innate sort of thing. Like, okay, you're on Instagram, you're on TikTok, you're constantly swiping through. Okay, great. There's a reel. You're going to start swiping through it, right? And on average, the people that do engage with their shoppable vids are about 1.4 times more likely to purchase than without. So definitely seeing 
some really good boosts in conversion. You know, we average around 10% increase in CRV um, with having video versus without. And we've done, you know, A-B testing with like optimized then like Google Tag Manager. So this is like concrete data. And yeah, those are some of the numbers. Cool. Yeah, sounds positive. What makes a good video? I know you mentioned UGC. Obviously, that's a, that's a pretty self-explanatory one, you know, using reviews and things. But in terms of um, just like product info videos or explainer videos, like what what should brands be doing to make sure they, they're producing good quality? Like not only good quality in terms of like production value, but also like good quality. It provides value to the customer, gives them, gives course, them the information they need. A, a good way to do it really is to take a look at what your inbound questions are from customers, whether it be like on chat or support tickets, right? So for example, if it's a fashion brand, a lot of times it'll be questions around sizing. A lot of the returns will be sizing returns, right? So a, a great video in that use case would be, hey, like this is how it actually sizes, right? Like we have, for example, we have a bra brand called SheFit, shout out to them. And they actually have, instead of like that sizing chart, I don't know if you've ever seen like a sizing chart, but it's literally just like an Excel size yeah. chart, right? It looks super not, you know, it doesn't look good. So what they did is they added a shoppable vid on that page where a product expert actually show you exactly how this is sized. They'll walk you through how to get your measurements, et cetera, right? So again, it really depends on the use case of the brand, but analyzing your your you know, customer data of like, A, like, here's why people are returning product. Okay, that's probably something within the description that we're not answering, right? That's a perfect thing to create a video on, right? And, and get it up in there. Uh, another one is obviously before and after, right? That's pretty self-explanatory. So results are oriented videos. Let's say you have like a teeth whitening kit or something, right? Before and afters are always great. And then reviews are always good. As we mentioned, UGC. So yeah, those are just like some some general ideas, but I think it's it's key to just to take a look at your customer data and figure out where customers are getting stuck throughout the purchasing journey or why people are returning products, right? So if you can minimize those questions and minimize those returns, obviously you know, you're growing your top line and returns are definitely an issue for some industries, not beauty per se, but like fashion, for example, you know, tons of returns and that's tons of costs. So yeah, absolutely. I think fashion's fashion's probably it's got to be one of the worst for returns. Yeah, um, yeah. Partly, partly because there's a a whole thing about just you know buying an outfit, getting you know putting some content on social media or, or using the outfit once and then sending it back, and partly yeah the sizing. Uh, yeah, sizing is huge. So huge. I did uh-huh. I did an episode a couple of episodes ago Ben Davis from Try Now, and that was all about you know try try before you buy. Basically, yep, 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 and yeah, it's 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 big in fashion because yeah, you can you can it's go good. into a store, you can try something on, mm-hmm, uh, and then mm-hmm. buy it, whereas you can't. can't and and I think also visually, you know, like just lifestyle photography only gives you so much about the fit and the size versus like seeing like on a model in a video twirling around, you know, and she's like, hey, like here are my measurements, here's how it actually sits on me. I think that's way more powerful than a size chart with you know a bunch of uh, last off photos yeah do, do you find do you use or does it do any of your clients use video out, like post-purchase or in any other areas of the the customer journey not not directly related to to trying to get someone to purchase 
Yeah, so we've been actually playing around with something pretty interesting with creators, right? So if you think of, you know, a lot of brands are using like affiliate marketing with creators, right? And if you think about the journey today, it's like, okay, you see a creator post on IG, right? There's a discount code or, or a UTM link, and you would just get redirected to a random landing page that has nothing to do with the creator, right? So essentially, what we're enabling is think of it as like a creator store or creator landing page that would have all of their content within that page, right? So let's say you go to the creators, click into the link, right? It's a creator-based landing page with all their video content that you can automatically check out with, right? And then post-purchase, you would get a thank you with the creator saying, hey, like, thanks for buying, blah, blah, blah. So it would be video in the beginning, right? Like, think of it as, like, again, creator store, but that's like a landing page on the store. And then post-purchase, that same creator would just have like a thank you video, basically, within the email. Because you can also embed, like, GIF. You can generate a GIF preview from within the live dashboard, embed it within like your Clavio campaign, let's say. And then once, you know, the user clicks, it's the creator just saying like, Hey, you know, thanks for buying, love the brand, whatever it might be. Right. So, so yeah, the entire sort of like user journey is tied to the creator and there's not like that disconnect, you know, of like, okay, great. I love this creator, but I'm just going to go on this random landing page now and it has nothing to do with the creator anymore. So we're trying to yeah. sort of bridge that entire experience. Okay, but these these creator landing pages are brand specific still, so it's yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's not a it's not a collection of all the brands they've done video for, and you can just kind of explore it. It's not um, yet soon, <laughs> soon, yeah, not yet, but yeah, it's it's brand specific. So it'll be on the on the brands on the brand store, but there'll be you know the creator profile pic. It'll be like their social links. So it looks like a link tree almost, but it's again it's on the brand site, right? What about video and live chats? So I'm a big fan of live chats. I think it's really, as long as it's done well, obviously no one wants to sit there for like 15 minutes queuing to chat to someone. But I think the best live chat experience I had was on video. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it I think it was during lockdown still. Probably. So obviously that, that's probably why. I don't know if they still run it, but there was just something about it, right? Even though essentially it was it was still kind of like live chat there's no there was no reason for me to be on video with him it still made that experience better so yeah how do you, do you feel like video fits in well with that that customer service side yeah we, we do have a product which is basically one-on-one video chat with customers so it's directly on site think of it as like facetime but directly on the website right and we're, we're definitely seeing successes more with like higher aov items right so let's say you're like buying a mattress right it'd be great if i can actually have that in-store sort of one-on-one experience and answer all my questions instead of sitting there and typing away. So depending on the product, again, with higher AOV stuff and also beauty, I think this is huge. So again, the way the experience would work is like, you know, you'd have in-store associate, they'll be able to hop on and basically FaceTime with you at will while being able to like highlight products from the product catalog. And then you can seamlessly just check out directly through the one-on-one video. So I think, again, higher AOV items is like perfect for because, you know, you, you really, if you're making a big decision, purchasing decision, you know, that white glove service is extremely important. That's why showrooms exist, right? And uh, I don't think they're, they're not going anywhere. So just getting that extra sort of oomph and again, the in-store experience, but seeing it online, I think is extremely powerful. 
so yeah video video chat is amazing especially for those higher aov items right and again if you're a product expert it's super easy to answer questions right customers there you can visualize you can show them stuff it's way better than you know just sending them screenshots on chat or something like that yeah i suppose it's and this it probably it probably does apply to high AOV, high aov or high value products anyway but it's more the high complexity isn't it and that feeling that your query might be misunderstood via text and if the answer isn't correct you know if the answer doesn't really answer your question it can feel a bit frustrating having to try and retype that question a different way and then wait to see if they get it Whereas if you're on oh, yeah. video or even on a phone, really, you're having that conversation. If someone doesn't understand something, you just recheck it. Quickly. Exactly. Exactly. Well, um, hopefully with ChatGPT, you're going to be seeing a lot of you know new sort of support ways. I think with with OpenAI and things like that, it can really create a very powerful chat support tool. I think in the near future, we'll be seeing that. Yeah, it could, it could do. I've, I've played around with that a bit. It's it's pretty cool. I've, I've had it write me meal plans. Exactly. Right? Um, That's crazy. With, with with fairly specific requirements and then give me the yeah. the actual instructions, the recipes for each one. It's amazing. So if, if it can do that, you know, I, I imagine if I, if I gave it my measurements, for example, it could tell me what size of trousers or shirt or jacket or whatever would be exactly. most suitable. So, so that was live chat. What about live streaming? So this is, uh, well, so you mentioned, you know, being able to chat someone, answer all those questions. And that's kind of what live live streaming or shoppable live streaming is all about. Yeah. Live stream, I, I would think it was like a combination of QVC and IG Live, right? It's not like your standard experience of, you know, somebody in like a high production value sort of place, you know, and trying to sell you something at 2 a.m. Um, the way we approach it out live is more of, you know, the host is your friend, right? So this is perfect for like product drops, sales, you know, releases, Q&As, things like that. And it's a really great tool to A, build community, right? Because you do honestly get a sense of community when a lot of people are chatting and they're all sort of, you know, they, they love your brand and, and they're able to all communicate amongst each other and really get that community feel. And on top of it, obviously, you're just getting your questions answered right away. Like, they, I don't know if you've ever been on like any lives, but if if you've ever chatted on a live stream and then whoever the host was, was like, oh, hey, Max, you know, like, that's a great question. It feels special, right? Like you feel, it, it feels really amazing, I think, as the end user and that sticks with you, you know, like at the end of the day, you know, people buy based off emotion, right? So there's no better way, I think, to really create that high emotion value experience without, you know, a live stream. As long as you're making it fun, obviously engaging and not trying to really like oversell something and and really think of yourself as like a friend to the customer right it becomes very powerful like we're you know sometimes we're seeing conversions of like 20 25 on some of these streams so they're extremely engaging and extremely fun at the end of the day as long as you have the right host and you actually you know have the playbook and know how to host the event correctly and yeah we've been definitely seeing really good success there around like AOV, just overall conversion engagement, and just again, creating that memorable experience for for customers, which is key, I think, in brand building. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that kind of that one-to-one -one engagement. I used to work in gambling here in the UK, 
and these businesses use a lot of live hosts for games mm -hmm. so there'll be li live roulette bingo and if you if you've got a live casino it would be like poker blackjack you know everything I'm dabbled. I'm dabbled. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, they were just they. Not only would they interact with people, and you know, you know, obviously they do. So they do the whole like, where's everyone from? Like, where, where's everyone calling in from, or whatever? A bit of back and forth. There's always people there who know the hosts, right? Because they've exactly. they've engaged with them before. They've had that good experience, and they will come back specifically for that host. I've even, I, I remember once, I think there was like a stand-in or something. It, yeah, it was when I was, I, I was there actually checking out a live studio for the first time. And we didn't have the normal host in place for that session because they were ill or on holiday or something. And we had a couple of people who came in, started chatting, realized it wasn't the host they liked and left. Because <laughs> that's how important that interaction yeah. was to them. Exactly, exactly. And I, I think that's, you know, Putting a face behind the brand is is key because again, like people buy from people, right? And I think thanks to Amazon, it became extreme. Like the online buying experience is very transactional, right? But I think that's going to change in the coming years. And even Amazon, like for example, they roll they just rolled out the other week a TikTok style feed on their app, right? Which is like video based. They're also doing Amazon Live, right? So you're already seeing the shift into you know, conversion, retention, et cetera, and not just, you know, volume and, and just getting people to check out. So I think the future of it is definitely, again, I keep going back to like personalization, but I think that's key of like creating that brand affinity with putting a face behind the brand. So for sure. Absolutely. And so where else does like live or not even, sorry, live video, just video fit in with the rest of the tech stack? Like where... You know, if you're if you're using LiveCon, for example, to to produce the content and and host it, what you know, what can it be integrated with? Where else in the customer journey can can brands be feeding this video? Mm -hmm. So existing tools like Clavio and Attentive are really good for this. You know, being able to embed like a GIF preview or within your MMS campaign, right? So if, let's say it's a text campaign, you can preview a GIF, once the user clicks onto it, they'll go into a shoppable video experience, basically. So it'll be like, you know, sort of full screen video, right? And super relevant. Again, the click-through rates are pretty amazing. We're talking like 20, 30% on, on these sort of style of campaigns. And, you know, as a brand, everybody's blasting email. It's very important, right? But if you're putting in all that effort to make a pretty email, it better be converting well, right? So we're definitely seeing a nice little boost in conversion, something like 10, 15, 20% with leverage and being able to like leverage video within those landing pages from Quavio or Attentive. Another really good thing that we do help with is like data collection, right? So let's say you're, you know, let's say you're for the next like two months, you guys are hosting lives every two weeks, you guys are doing like Q and A's or something, right? When people are signing up for them, they're RSVPing they're leaving their email and phone number, right? So it's another way to do data collection that's not just like a 10% pop-up pop that I'm sure everybody knows. You know, you go on site, boom, 10% off, drop your email, right? Instant X out. In this case, right, you're, A, you're getting that high intent user that's signing up for a live because again, people, if they are signing up for these, it, it's, a, it's a very high intent customer and you're able to get that email and phone number, segment it within Clavio and then create 
like specific flows based on those events, right? So let's say you had a hundred signups for a Q&A with the founder, right? You can create a specific flow for that specific event from all those signups, right? Same thing with attentive. So we're just like passing data through into all of your CRMs and all the systems are talking, right? So it's sort of like twofold, being able to use shoppable vids within your campaigns and also data collection around like those high intent customers. Yeah, so it's actually that's an interesting point about data collection. Do you know Video Ask? You uh, video, yes, yes, it's yeah. uh, it's Type, some Typeforms product. Type yep, yep, yep. So yep, yep, yep. they've got they've got the ability to do is the way it was used was kind of like a an FAQ. It's like video mm-hmm. FAQ basically. So you do like an intro video, and then you put a few questions on the side. Someone clicks the question, and then you do a video answering that question. That. That I like. I think that's pretty cool. You could use, mm-hmm. do that for product videos. And instead of just having a person literally just explain the product and try and answer all those questions, you literally just let the let the customer pick the question they actually want answered. But the other thing, and that's related to like feeding it into Clavio and, and segmentation and stuff, you can almost do it like a product quiz as well, I suppose. So Yeah. Product quizzes. We thought about it. We're not we weren't too bullish on them. I think quizzes are great. And, you know, there's there's tools out there like Octane AI, really good for quizzes. Again, we're more gearing towards like really providing that those same tools that you would see on Instagram or TikTok for the brand, right? So yeah. quiz, I, I agree. Quizzes are very I mean, engaging. I think, I think maybe it's probably a bit overkill for the quiz. But the, the FAQ, for example, you could... If, if you could capture the individual questions that someone are, uh, someone requests the answer for, you mm-hmm. could pass that through. And if you phrase the questions in certain ways, you could infer quite a lot from that information, I think, and then build out quite Agreed. specific flows. Well, f- funny enough, actually, we are rolling out the ability to ask a question on our uh, shoppable reels. So like, just like you know, on Instagram, you can leave comments, but instead you can like ask a question Obviously, you'd get like moderated by the by the brand manager and then displayed, but you would get like an email answer. But yeah, we, we're we're definitely rolling that out actually relatively soon, and it's another way to data collect, right? So in order to answer a question, customer has has to leave their email or phone number. So just again, really trying to like recreate that social experience on site, whether it be through live streaming, shoppable vids, uh, or one on one. Yeah, awesome, cool. Well, just before we finish up. Is there anyone in the e-commerce marketing space or anyone from a particular brand that you would like to sit down for lunch with? Hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> Nick Sharma is the guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nick Sharma is the guy. I'd totally get lunch with them. But in terms of brand builders, who's really killing it right now? Midday squares are actually super awesome. They've been absolutely killing it. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but you should totally no, check them out. I'm not familiar with them. Yeah, Mid, it's like midday it's squares. Midday squares, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're super okay. cool. They've been like kind of blown up recently, and obviously, you know, all hail the the liquid death gods. <laughs> yeah, those guys are super cool. <laughs> um, yeah, they're, they're, they're doing pretty well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, liquid death. <laughs> cool. And finally, have you got any any marketing tools that you recommend? Obviously, except LiveCom. Lifecom, Lifecom. <laughs> and AI, I did mention it earlier, but Octane is a very powerful quiz tool. No commerce is another pretty good one that's also geared towards like data collection, zero party data. I think like zero party data tools are 
so key in the coming years. And, you know, if the iOS 14 updates are a telltale sign, I don't think you as a brand builder should be dependent on an algo and try to really own the data and, and try to like build that community on site. Right. And we're even seeing this, like some brands are having their own discord channels, for example, right. Yeah. Uh, try to like really own the user. So yeah, zero party data, I think is a like, key to be successful, especially in this environment. Yeah, absolutely. So I know I'm, I'm not going to go into this now too much because we're, we're out of time, but I have a little issue with post-purchase surveys. So maybe I'll have to get no commerce on here and, and we'll chat through that. Yeah, um, you should definitely yeah. ask <laughs> Awesome. All right. Thanks so much, Max. If anyone wants to get in touch, what's the best way of doing that? Max at livecom.com. <clears throat> That's L-Y-V-E-C-O-M or just check out our website, you know, and hook it up with three months of free SaaS. So if anybody wants to test it out, download it, play around with it, you know, we'll totally hook you up and take care of you. Awesome. All right. Cheers, Max. All righty. Thanks for having me. As you heard, there are plenty of areas in the customer journey where video can be used, particularly on the website. I'm a big fan of using video. If you can craft a really good product video, you're going to answer a load of customer questions all in one spot. There's less need for them to go browsing the site, hoping to find a specific piece of information. You can also, of course, use UGC and show off your how your actual customers are using your products as well for that ultimate form of social proof. If you'd like to hear more from Max, you can find him on LinkedIn. Any other podcast questions, feedback, or guest requests, please send them over to will at customerswhoclick.com or DM me on LinkedIn. Next up, I've got Eric Melkor joining me. We're going to be talking about personalizing the on-site experience. But until then, keep those customers clicking.